Well, grace to all and peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus, and in the power of our Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today we have one of those kind of church words in my mind, you know, the ones that end in uh, justification, sanctification, vocation. So what is this? Well, the popular view of Martin Luther's teaching about Christian vocation is that it has, what, has to do with one's occupation. That is, what one is, is called to follow Christ, one's occupation then becomes the calling to serve God. So, uh, you know, if you uh, uh, wash cars, then you wash the cars to the best of your ability and you serve God that way. It's not completely wrong, interpretation of Luther, as much as it is maybe one-sided or incomplete. Because vocation refers to more than merely dedicated service in one's occupation. In fact, vocation is our whole Christian life between baptism and the final resurrection. For Luther, vocation is the place where we make a choice We kind of choose sides for that ongoing combat, that ongoing battle between God and Satan, between the old self and the new self, between earth and heaven. I mean, Jesus taught us to pray for it, right? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for that struggle. But what we do know is, and so Luther would say, we know one thing. That Jesus Christ who bore our sins and gave us new life in his resurrection, that's what gives us eternal life. But in the meantime, God says, I have placed you in this temporal life where you can grow in life and faith and holiness. Because every vocation has his particular neighbors, and we're going to explore this. At any one moment, a person can have various vocations. And while some remain consistent throughout life, some change. We're going to talk about that. So what does it mean to live out our faith and our calling? The Bible is very clear that faith bears fruit in love. Galatians 5. According to Luther's doctrine of vocation, the purpose of every vocation is simply this. To love and serve our neighbors. Deuteronomy talked about leaving grain and grapes for those in need. That is serving the neighbors. Luther would also say this, God does not need our good works, but our neighbor does. He has a famous Christmas sermon where Luther talks about how everyone is cooing about the baby Jesus and how they would have held the baby Jesus and changed the baby Jesus and fed the baby Jesus. And he says, your neighbors are around you. Go and take care of those babies. And in doing so, you will be taking care of Jesus. So our relationship with God is based completely on God's work for us in the life and death and resurrection of Christ. Justification by faith completely excludes any kind of dependence on our good works for salvation. Hear that clearly. We come before God clothed not in our works, not in our merits, 
but slowly on the works and merits of Christ. But having been justified by faith, God sends us back out into the world, into our vocations, to love and serve our neighbors. Though we may speak of serving God in our vocations, we do not, strictly speaking, serve God. God always serves us. Rather, we are serving our neighbors, the actual human beings that God brings into our lives that carry out our daily callings. For Luther, good works must be directed to God. Rather, they must be directed to the, not be directed to God, but directed towards our neighbor. It's precisely what happens in vocation. So today we read from Luke, because the question is asked by this teacher of the law, this lawyer, who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered with that famous parable of the Good Samaritan. It's what Luther termed the common order of Christian love. We have informal and sometimes temporal relationships that God calls us to. Our friends, our enemies. The people next door, strangers, and some even bleeding beside the road. In order to render them love and service, God calls us to be present. So our vocation is the various callings that we have as a spouse, as a parent, as a church member, as a citizen, as one who has work that we do. It's in all those vocations that we live out our faith. So what does that look like? Well, in the church, pastors here, we're to love and serve our members of our congregation. And you are to love and serve your pastors and each other. Members of the choir, well... And other church musicians, they serve you by using their talents for the less musical members. And the ordinary tasks of the congregation, setting up chairs, passing out bulletins, serving on committees, organizing dinners, teaching Sunday school, visiting those who need visits, talking over coffee hour, remember that? It might seem really mundane, everyday stuff, but those are the concrete manifestations by which you express your love for each other. Indeed, it is how you embody the communion of saints. The family, a network of mutual love and service, the vocation of marriage, that entails one neighbor. Husbands are to love and serve their wives, and wives are to love and serve their husbands. They love and serve each other in different ways, in different roles, but mutual love and service is what makes a marriage. Similarly, the vocation of parenthood. The neighbor who is to be loved and served is the child. Loving and serving your kids, keeping them fed, clothed, educated, driving them places, taking them to church, well, that sums up the work of parenthood. Being a son or daughter, that's also a vocation. 
the neighbors proper to the vocation of childhood are the parents whom the child is to love and serve as long as they live. It's a commandment. But the family also includes other vocations, brothers and sisters, grandparents, grandchild, uncles, aunts, nieces, nephews. Those vocations extend through generation after generation. There's also the vocation of the state. Those with vocations of lawful authority are to love and serve their subjects. They do by protecting them from evildoers, enforcing justice, respecting their liberties, so that, they can, so that we can live a peaceful and quiet life. And citizens are to love and serve fellow citizens. We do that. Informal social activities as we pursue a common good together. There's also economic vocations where we love and serve customers, bosses, co-workers, suppliers, competitors. In the economic vocations, workers of every kind are to carry out their labors in love and service to their customers. Luther said that a Christian lives not to himself or herself, but in Christ and the neighbor. He lives in Christ through faith and in his neighbor through love. He lives in Christ through faith and in his neighbor through love, says Luther. In fact, Luther would write this. From an Advent sermon. If you find yourself in a work by which you accomplish something good for God or the holy or yourself, but not for your neighbor alone, then you should know that that work is not a good work. For each one ought to live, speak, act, hear, suffer, and die in love and service for another, even for one's enemies. A husband for his wife and children, a wife for her husband, children for their parents, servants for their masters, masters for their servants, rulers for their subjects, subjects for their rulers, so that one hand, mouth, eye, foot, heart, and desire is for others. These are Christian works, good in nature. You see, Luther's doctrine of vocation with its radical neighbor-centered ethic displaces good work from the realm of merely spiritual into the realm of material, the social, and the ordinary. Now, we sometimes talk about serving God in our vocations. Luther might take issue with its formula, if by we imagine that we're performing great deeds to impress the Lord, especially if we mistreat others in doing so. There is, a, however, a sense in which we do serve God in a vocation. Because Jesus himself tells us that what we do or do not do for our neighbor in need, we do or do not do to him. Matthew 25. So when we serve our neighbor, we do serve God. Though neither the sheep nor the goats realize it at the time whom they are really dealing with. And so we work in faith. So, our vocation is not the same as our career 
Hopefully a career becomes one of our vocations. If it involves acts of service, we feel called to. But our vocation begins the moment we join the family of God. And we are called through baptism to live a life of service to our family and our neighbors near and far, church, community, and the planet. And from God's perspective, everyone in the whole world is our neighbor. And therefore, we are called to care for all people, to care about their suffering, to lend a hand when we can, and to live knowing that the effects of our actions on the rest of the world are all about bringing love. Luther wrote, God is hidden in vocation. Christ is hidden in our neighbors. May our eyes be opened and may we find God in our vocation and Christ in our neighbors. Thanks be to God. Amen.